0: And a blessed new year again to all of you, my wonderful family, and to Jesus be the praise. And I'm glad you're you're with me today because we're going to talk about something very important. I want to share with you something so important about the blessed, precious, Holy Spirit. You're going to love this. You're going to learn a lot. I pray that the Lord will use this to bless your life. Enrich your life in every way, in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for what you're about to show us. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, for your love and grace. To you belongs the glory. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Lord, let this year, 2022, be our greatest most peaceful, most joyful year in your holy name. We give you all the praise. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Where would you and I be without the word of God? What would we do? I mean, I don't even want to think about it. Because the word of God is our life. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word that proceeds out of the precious lips of the Lord. And today we're going to look at the precious Holy Spirit. What the Lord said about the Holy Spirit can change our life if we really begin to understand it, because we have to understand His importance, the Holy Spirit's importance in our life today. And we need Him today more than ever, because He is our companion on earth. He is our strength on earth. He's our comforter on earth. He's the one who is at our side all the time and in our hearts all the time and forever. So thank you for joining me today and I pray you have your Bible with you right now as we go to John 14, beginning at verse 16. And I want to show you some things you may have not seen before because there are some wonderful hidden secrets in this portion. So let's look together John 14, verse 16. And I will pray the Father... And he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And then verse 18 says, I will not leave you as orphans or comfortless, I will come to you. There's a lot of information in these three verses that are tremendously life-changing. Number one, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Now, why would Jesus say the words, I will pray the Father? Because the Father has not released the Holy Spirit in this way ever. He has not given the Holy Spirit to any group, not even Israel. Think about, not even the people of Israel had the Holy Spirit as Jesus had prayed. Very few individuals were filled with the Holy Spirit in the old covenant, very, very few. And that was God's sovereignty because Calvary had not happened yet. The cross had not taken place yet. Now, because of the work of the cross, The Lord said, I will pray the Father. And it also shows us something else. How dear the Holy Spirit is to God the Father. And then it says, And he shall give you another. Another mean, one like me exactly. One who will take my place. Think about having Jesus for yourself. 24 hours a day for all eternity even though we know there's no such things as 24 hours a day when it comes to eternity, but just for you to understand that. So think about having Jesus for yourself through his Holy Spirit. Paul said we know no man after the flesh, not even Christ Jesus, because we only know him and receive him by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is Jesus Unlimited. When people ask me, who is the Holy Spirit? I say, Jesus, without limit. Why? Because when Jesus lived on earth, he was lim- he was limited to be in one place at one time. Now he is omnipresent by the Holy Spirit and much more. And then he said something powerful, that he may abide with you forever. Well, that means that when our bodies go back to dust, the Holy Spirit will still stay in us because our spirit and his spirit have become one. There are no two spirits in your body. There's only one called the Holy Spirit because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, 17, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So your spirit man is now disappeared in the Holy Ghost. That's what it means by put on Christ Jesus. In other words, the minute you are born again, your spirit man is now in the Lord. He is in Christ. He is in the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Spirit covers you basically. Even the spirit of truth, I love that wonderful portion because truth is a person. Without truth, nobody knows the difference between light and darkness. Nobody knows the difference between good and evil. So he is truth. He is that central point from which everything is revealed and all is shown. He is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Why? Because the world is living in a lie and the devil is the father of all lies. And so the Bible says the world cannot receive him, the Holy Spirit. He's too holy to be given to unbelievers because it seeth him not, meaning... They, the the world is not here where you are. I am with you. I'm not with them. You are with me. It seeth him not, because now you're looking at me, physically, Jesus, the person, because he is my spirit. Neither knoweth him; they cannot know him, because it's impossible for an unbeliever to know the Lord. But ye know him. How? Because he st- he he was there when he was told to them. For he dwelleth with you, meaning I'm here physically, and I shall be in you. He dwelleth with you, meaning I'm the one who is here now, and I who am with you shall be in you. Isn't that powerful? And notice how he says he, and then he says I. He dwelleth with you, shall be in you. Dwelleth with you, shall be in you. And then he said I will not. I, again it unites the Holy Ghost with Jesus, because he is his spirit. I will not leave you comfortless, or as offerings, I will come. I will come through my spirit to you. What a blessed portion. And that is eternal. So think about when you see the Lord face to face on that glorious day, the Holy Spirit will still be in your heart. Wow. So the coming of the Holy Spirit is the greatest promise next to the promise of the coming of Jesus to earth. So when it comes to importance, the coming of the Lord Jesus to earth was number one. The coming of the Holy Spirit to the church was right after that. So <clears throat> John 16 says something powerful. So let's go to John 16, verse seven and verse eight. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient, it is more advantageous for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Now, why did he he say that? Because uh, he said in verse 6, he said, Because I've said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your your heart, because he was now saying, I have to go away. Now I go my way to him that sent me, in verse 5. So they were, sorry, they were sad, but he said, no, it's better for you that I go away because you will know me in a deeper way, in a greater way after I leave. You'll know more about me after I leave. Why? Because the Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus to you in a greater way that, than Jesus could have physically. Because, you know, the Lord was using his influence, the best that he could give them as a man. Remember that. He was speaking to them as the man Christ Jesus. Now, it was Holy Spirit to human spirit talking. Deep calleth unto deep. So no longer the apostles were now listening to the Lord, receiving his word in their mind, through their ears, some of them could not understand what he said or meant. So he said, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what I cannot reveal to you, what I cannot give to you because you're not able to receive it. And so think about which is better, work to mind or heart to heart. I love what I just said. Heart to heart is better than mouth to mind, you know. So think about the power now that the Holy Spirit speaks by witness to our own spirit, because He's He and our our spirit are now one. There's there's depth. That's what it means in the Bible by deep. Call it unto deep. It's a depth that is impossible to receive in the physical or soul-ish realm. So it is better that I go away. Because if I do not go away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Now, in verse 13, howbeit, when he, the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth because Jesus was not able to do that being in the body, being physically there with him. Habit, when he, the Holy Spirit, has come, he'll guide you into all truth, which you're not able to receive now. That's what he was saying to them. For he shall not speak of himself, he will not speak on his own authority, is what it means. But whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. So whatever he hears God saying, he'll reveal to you. There's a powerful portion in 1 Corinthians 2 where it says, let's just go to it real, real quick. Where it says that the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God and reveals them to us, his people. Imagine that the Holy Spirit is searching the very depth of God and what he hears, he reveals to us. So it says in verse 10, of 1 Corinthians 2. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yet the deep things of God. Wow. And then it says in verse 11, that the things of God, we will know them. For what man knoweth the things of of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have not received the Spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God that we might know. Here's the key. Know the things that are freely ours given to us of God. So when Jesus said he will guide you into all truth, let's go back to John. So when, when the Lord said he will, he will guide you and he'll reveal so much more to you than even I can. He was talking about a depth that you and I are not able to really understand without the Holy Spirit. Isn't that powerful? Wow. So, here we have these amazing promises. Amazing promises. That the Lord speaks in John 16. I, I said 14, sorry. In John 16, let's go back again to this amazing verse here. Because i I like you to, to see it. It's so, so Powerful, okay? So the Lord now is is really talking about that the Holy Spirit will guide us into all truth. What God shows him, he will show us. For whatsoever he shall hear, that he will speak and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me. Now let me just go back to the things to come because not only is the Holy Spirit revealing to us everything that God is, His very, very depth that even angels cannot know. But he will show you things to come, meaning you don't need any some person to tell you, well, here's what's coming. We will all know what is coming by the Holy Spirit. That's why I don't believe it's right to be chasing um, people for a word from God. It's okay to a point because prophecy is necessary for exhortation, edification, comfort. But in some cases, I think it's gone too far in our day-to-day. It's no longer prophecy. So, but the Holy Spirit is the the one who really gives us the future. He shows us the future. He will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine. Here again, the depth of God. He, He will receive what is mine and shall show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Wow. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and shall show it unto you. Exactly what we just read in First Corinthians 2. So, let's understand that the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it, He's a person. And a person is not a body. You cannot look at a body in a, in a casket and say that's a person, because that's a dead body, it's, not, it's a shell now, you see? Because the person left before death. So, Intellect, will, and emotions are the, what is important for personality. It's what makes a person, his intellect, his will, his emotions. So the Holy Spirit has intellect. Romans 8.27 says that God knows the mind of the Spirit. So when the Spirit prays for us, God knows the mind. So the Holy Spirit has intellect and there's many, many portions in the Word of God. Like in First Corinthians two, for example, that whole portion from verse nine on talks about that he searches, he has intellect. So in Romans eight twenty seven we see it again, it says And he ser- and he that searcheth the hearts, knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Well no one can can pray like that without intellect and the Holy Spirit most certainly has intellect. And will, in 1 Corinthians 12:11, it says that the Holy, the, the Holy Spirit gives gifts according to his will, according to what he decides. So 1 Corinthians 12, I'm sure you all know it, but it's good to see it again and underline it in your, in your Bible. But all these worketh that one and self same spirit dividing to every man severally as he will. And finally, one of the most touching, I think, portions about his personality is Ephesians 4.30. First, though, let's look at Romans 15, and that's a beautiful one. Romans 15.30 first, and then we're going to go to Ephesians 4.30, What it says, Now I beseech you, brethren, for the Lord Jesus Christ's sake, and for the love of the Spirit. Wow. Isn't it amazing that very few people talk about the love of the Spirit Now that what for is through. And through the love of the Spirit that you strive together with me in your prayers to God for me. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of love. He is love. Love is a person. And then Ephesians 4.30, grieve not the Holy Spirit whereby you are sealed unto that blessed day of redemption. So think about the Holy Spirit grieving. That's deep emotions. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God whereby you are sealed. Unto the day of redemption, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from me. That's what grieves him, the way people live. And so, besides all that, he is God Almighty. It's remarkable. I want to show you Isaiah. Because people have got to understand, just because he's the third person in the Trinity, it doesn't mean he's weaker. It's because of his, of his work, that's all. He's equal in power, equal in glory, equal in majesty, dominion and authority to the Father and the Son. But when you look at Isaiah chapter 6, you see something very, very powerful. So in Isaiah 6 verse 8 and 10, it says through 10, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Isaiah says, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Then shall I hear, Am I send me. And, 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 he said, go tell this people, hear ye indeed, and understand not. See indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes. Lest they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their heart, and convert and be healed. So, here we, we see Isaiah calling him the Lord. So he said, the Lord said to Isaiah, go tell this people. Look what it says in Acts 28. So now, Acts 28, the, the same exact description of what Isaiah said is in Acts, and here's what Paul said. In verse 25, that's Acts 28, 25. And when they agreed not among themselves, they departed after that Paul had spoken one word. Well, speak the Holy Ghost by Isaiah the prophet. Now hold it. In Isaiah 6, 8, 9, 10, it says, the Lord Jehovah spoke to Isaiah. Here it says the Holy Ghost spoke to Isaiah. So well speak, it says, why not powerful? Well speak the Holy Ghost by the prophet Isaiah unto our father, saying, Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand, seeing ye shall see, will not not perceive, for the heart of this people is waxed gross and their ears are dull of, of hearing. Exact portion in Isaiah 6, repeated in Acts 28, yet one says Jehovah said, and the other says the Holy Ghost said, because He is Jehovah. He is the Lord. He is the Lord. This is the part we have to keep reminding ourselves. He is God Almighty. In Acts chapter 5, remember that Peter said to Ananias, were you not afraid to lie to God? And he's speaking about the Holy Spirit, and he calls him God Almighty. And Peter said, "Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost, and to keep back part of the price of the land, while it remained was it not your own?" And so on. You've you've not lied to men, but to God, because the Holy Spirit is God. And how remarkable we also see in Second Corinthians, chapter three. And verse 17, and I know some of you know that, but it's so important to be reminded because you need the Holy Spirit this in this season and this time more than ever. You need to call upon Him. In 2 Corinthians 3, and please remember, Jesus is in heaven. The Father is in heaven. It's the Holy Spirit who is on earth today for you and with you. So it says in verse 17 of 2 Corinthians 3, now the Lord is that spirit. So the Lord is the spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty. And we all with open face meaning not veiled like Moses beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord beholding as like through the word the glory because that's the glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory by the Spirit. So he is God. One more scripture that will really bless you, and that's in Exodus uh, 16, where it talks about how Israel grieved God in the wilderness. So uh, Exodus sixteen seven, it says this, And in the morning, then ye shall see the glory of the Lord for that he heareth your murmurings against the Lord. He hears your murmurings against the Lord. And what do we read in the book of, of Hebrews? In Hebrews chapter 3. It's the Holy Spirit there in, in Hebrews. So the Lord mentioned in Isaiah, Holy Spirit in Acts. The Lord mentioned now in in Exodus 16, 7. It says, and now we see the Holy Spirit in, in Hebrews, same portion. Wherefore the Holy Ghost, look at Hebrews 3, 7, and through verse, verse, verse 9. Wherefore has the Holy Ghost said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, though that word provocation means rebellion. In the day of temptation, in the wilderness, when your fathers tempted me, that's the the, the, the Holy Spirit is speaking now. Tempted me and proved me and my works forty years. So in the old covenant, we, we see the Lord is the one who is being, you know, murmured against, questioned. But now the Holy Spirit said, No, it was me. You you proved me. Your fathers tempted me. Forty years. When I when I was grieved with that generation I said they do always air in their heart, and they'll not know my ways. I swear in my, and so I swear in my wrath, they'll not enter into my rest. So, these are amazing um, scriptures that show all the New Testament. The Lord is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Lord. 2 Corinthians, Paul says in chapter 3, the Lord is the Spirit. Wow. So, I want you to just Begin to understand that you can call on Him because He is there for you. He is there for you all the time. Because Jesus promised us that it's the Holy Spirit who will, who will speak to us in Revelation 2, who will cry out through us, Abba Father in Galatians 4, who will intercede for us in Romans, who will remind us in John 14, who will lead us, in Romans 8, who will command us, Acts 16, who will appoint us, Acts 20, who will be the witness, in our hearts, Romans 8, so much more, I'm going to share a whole lot, with you tomorrow, on what the Holy Spirit, does in your life, and what he does, for you, if you will just simply, call on him, welcome him, to to be your companion. To be the one by your side. To be your guide, your teacher, your comforter, your joy, your peace. There's not a dull moment with him, saints. Not a dull moment with him. Lord, we give you the praise. Blessed Jesus, I thank you for the Holy Spirit. That you gave us the Holy Spirit to be our comforter our guide, our leader, our teacher, one just like you, the one who makes you so real in our lives, more real in our own life. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit. To you be the praise and blessed Holy Spirit. We welcome you into our homes, into our lives, into our days. Be with us always. Be with us all the time. That we will not live one moment without you. Thank you Lord for your grace and goodness. I give you the praise. Amen. And to know him is to know Jesus. To love him is to love Jesus. Join me tomorrow and tell your friends I'm teaching. Just a minute now. Someone's hip was just healed. While I was speaking. Your right hip has been really troubling you a lot, you've had a lot of pain I'm looking at a lady and I see a lady weeping you just felt something go through you and the pain in your hip is gone my dear to Jesus be the glory if you need a healing, lift your hands and ask God to touch you there's a beautiful healing flow some some of you were healed while I was teaching on the Holy Spirit just like this precious lady who just healed with her hip Receive your healing in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. It's amazing. Whatever you find the Holy Spirit, you find the supernatural. Whenever you speak about him, he comes and he touches his people. And Lord now bless them financially also. Bless them as they give today. Multiply the seed they sow. Give them a blessed tomorrow. No lack in their life. In Jesus' name, amen, remember what Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he was talking there about money. He says in all things I'm content whether I lack or have have abundance. He says that Jesus strengthens him, hallelujah. I can do all things through Christ. So as you give, God will bless you. You can give right now on the platform You're, you're, you're watching me on. Or go to our website benahin.org, or simply text B H M four five seven seven seven. And I'm going to continue teaching one more day tomorrow because I have a lot more to tell you. This this is a vast, beautiful subject on the Holy Ghost, and I'm doing this to remind you that you need Him now in 2022 way more than we did in 2021. Okay, call upon the Holy Spirit; He'll be there for you. I promise you, He is Jesus with no limit. Much love, I'll see you tomorrow.